Weville with a cup of joe coming to you straight from Andrews America where we talk about small living and living that beautiful American dream. Welcome back to another episode here of Weville with a Cup of Joe, and we are here with another exciting uh, guest today, and, and probably he's going he's gonna to teach us a lot of stuff about health and, and working out, and we'll get to his name in just a minute, but uh, we've had uh, a good turnout with our last uh, previous guest, Mr. Jesse Munoz from M5 Detail. What a, what a great guest he was and stuff, and hopefully his business is going well with uh, everything that he's got going, but... Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, we've, uh, we don't really have a set schedule, so it's pretty early right now as we're recording this. Yes, but, uh, yes. So it's going to take a while to, to get in the mood, but uh, I'm ready to go. Talking about that M5 Detail Garage, I tell you what, I drove by there the other day and there was like cars lined up ready to go in there. <laughs> You're exactly right. I did drive by there the other day as well and there was a lot of cars and he did have some nice ones already finished out there. I could definitely see my truck reflecting off of those vehicles and stuff. So if you're in the area of Andrews America, stop by M5 Detail. Uh, it looks like starting prices there are 25 bucks and go up from there uh, just to get your, your vehicle detailed. Buy the Chemical Guys products. Once again, very great products there. So, but but we're gonna move on today, and uh, like I said, we have another special guest today, and and uh, what? Well, let's just get into it, man. What better way than we have Mister Emar himself, Eric Martinez. Eric Martinez, and if if you were sitting here right now, you'd be seeing at a statue right now. <laughs> yes. I mean, this dude is just. <laughs> Ripped. He he is. And let me tell you. I think I can see his body on the outside of his clothing because it's just so. It, you're right. It's just a step. And he does beautiful. not buy his clothes at Baby Yet. No. Like I mean, this is this is his size. He's wearing his the size he should be wearing, and it's just like muscles, veins through his shirt. It, it's true, man. You know, it, I I saw a little tag on there. It said big and tall. So man, this guy is. You gotta you gotta see. He's pretty pretty good size. And let me tell you, this is he's not, he's a great friend of ours. Uh, I've known him for a few years already. Not only is he a great friend, he's also my neighbor. So, man, this guy, let me tell you, he, he can throw it back. He knows how to drink, that's for sure. But this guy works out like no other. I don't think I've ever been around him where he hasn't been drunk. You know, that could be true because, you know, when we had our golf league and stuff, which is the APGA, we uh, we did have him around. Let me tell you, this guy could kick him back. And, and I've, next thing I know, we're just done with two holes, and this guy's already six-pack in. And uh, But let me tell you, man, this just goes to show you that working out can can overlook just how much you actually drink because this guy's be I'm actually I thought that was the weight loss program was drinking was drinking <laughs> you know at first but let's get into it Mr. Emar how are you doing this morning good man good thank you guys for having me well I appreciate you I know you you could be a busy man because you know looking across the street from you I, you got you got a whole bunch of things we'll get into what you're doing uh, but you got a whole bunch of things coming in uh, you know uh, CrossFit and just working out on your own but you also have you know a few people and stuff like that you helping out kids and stuff so uh, I know you're a busy, busy guy, but first off, where are you from, Mr. Emar? I am originally from Snyder, Texas. Snyder, Texas. Home, the home Snyder of the Tigers. Tigers. Home of the Tigers. The Tigers. Meow. Tigers. You know, Mr. We call him Emar because Eric Martinez and half of that, if for all you brilliant people out there, Emar would be half of that. So we, know, we call him Emar. AKA Big Body Swole, AKA Two Bodies, you know, and and because I just 
I don't want to look his way and look him in the eye because, you know, it's like a mixture of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesus all in one. All in one, too. All in one, you know, and it just, it's so, it's just beautiful. Judges with the ringers this morning. <laughs> I'm just digging it. I'm digging it. Oh, man. So, Mr. Emars from, from Snyder, Texas. That's where you graduated from. That's where I graduated. You play. You played baseball. Yeah. Right. You what, love the what sport. All, what else sports did you? I play? played baseball and football. Oh that's my. that's it. That's it. Huh? Yeah. I tried basketball. I played it growing up all the way through junior high, and then I went one. I think my freshman summer, I tried to get down, and I couldn't make a shot. And I was like, all right, this is this shit. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm out. Well, you played. So, what position did you play in football? I was a linebacker in football. Linebacker in football, and. and Let's go to you. How old are you now? Got to think about yeah. it. 32. 32 years old. <laughs> so we're looking at what? Mm, 14 years ago? Grip. Grip, since you were 18, basically. Mm-hmm. How much did you weigh then? I weighed 195. 195. In high school. Soaking wet? Yeah. Soaking with wet. a towel. Soaking yeah. wet with a towel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This, let's not go with a towel. With towel, let's not go rated R. We're not that kind of podcast. In a mouthful of braces. In a mouthful of braces. There it is, folks. And and now you're 32 years old, and how much you weigh now? 205. 205. But let me tell you guys. Oh yeah. This is not just your 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 average 12 year, 14 year, you know, gain weight because I I could tell you, I weighed, I think leaving high school is 215. And then I got up to 376 pounds at one time. I really did. Now I'm back down to 226 is the last time I wore it. So, I mean. And all sexy of it. All 226. Just golf sex, playing. Sexy. 226. Beast. You know, and, and I wish I could say it was because of the beer. And it, <laughs> I don't know about the all sexy. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to have to tell the story right now. We're in a golf tournament. And, uh, yeah, he knows where I'm going with this. We're in a golf tournament. And we're on hole 14. Yes, hole 14. 15, hole 15. Oh, yeah, in the back. the back. We're in the back. hole 15, and we need to sink a birdie. And, well, I mean, it's about a, what, about 25-foot putt? Yeah, it's about a 25, 30, 35-foot putt. It was, and, it was a great way. And so, Wevel sits up there, and he just hits it. I don't know how. The gods must have been smiling on him that day. <laughs> he drains it. But I am not lying to you. Before that ball hits the bottom of the cup, Wevel is down to his pink tight. <laughs> dude, I remember. I was so I was so excited. Dude. It was a true story. I stripped down. I, I I was so amazed about. Better question. Uh, but you what, silver? Kind yeah, I was. I, I, you know, I just remember. Joe was laughing. He was so excited to see me in the pink tights. He was throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> I could not contain the bodily function <laughs> that was erupting inside of me. <laughs> I just, I mean, we were laughing so hard because I'm not lying to you. Before that ball even hit, I mean, it was, go- we knew it was going in. And before it hit the bottom, before you hit the little rattle inside, shirt was off, shoes were off, pants were off. Pink tights. That's all. Running around. Just straight ass naked. Just straight you know, up. Those of you who know, this hoe sits right off the highway, Big Spring Highway. <laughs> yeah. And so there's just cars passing by, and he's just running around just straight up in pink tights. It was an exciting shot. I'm not a pro golfer, but let me tell you, only amateurs can do that. So I, I am so glad I I was able to share that moment. That's why they don't let people like us on the, in the PGA. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> ruining the commercial. That, <laughs> that is the truth. So, Mr. Imar, you played football, you were a linebacker, and then you went. You played baseball. Baseball was basically your passion, correct? Because yes. you, you went off to college and you played baseball mm-hmm. as well, right? Mm-hmm. What position did you play in baseball? I was a catcher. He was a catcher? Mm-hmm. 
So man, that you know that's a lot of that's a lot of wear and tear on your knees as well. And you've yeah. taken really good care of yourself. Obviously, I mean, you I could throw a quarter and it bounce right off me, right off of your ass because it's just so tight. <laughs> but you were a catcher, and then you went off into what college did you go take? What college did you get to? Dude, I jumped around, man. I was like the vending machine, just like I, I like them. I'm gonna go there. I like them. I'm gonna go there. Uh, no, I was uh, so I went to Midland College, right? Yeah. Straight small town guy. I thought I ran the world, and I found out real fast that I wasn't shit. <laughs> so, uh, so right there, uh, and then I transferred to Howard Junior College in Big Spring. And if that was a four year, I would have never left, and I would have stayed there forever. And then when I finished up there, transferred to UT Tyler, which is halfway across the Texas. Where there's very few brown people that I noticed. <laughs> but, no, over there, man, it's beautiful. Tree, dude, different world yeah. than I was used to growing up out here. And then uh, I transferred to tech. I say I transferred to tech. I enrolled. I went for like a week. And then yeah. just spent the rest of my semester drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and I had to beg my parents to help me out to go to Sol Ross to, yeah. fin- to finish out school. I was like, there's no way I'm going to finish college <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't play baseball. So yeah. I transferred to Sol Ross, uh, finished out there, and best decision. There I mean, you. I love Sol Ross. It sounds bad because it's an alpine. Yeah. But they got a beautiful college up oh, there. Oh, beautiful, beautiful university up there. Uh, some of my best friends to this day. Uh, my roommates from college still talk to. Yeah. Believe it or not, going to Alpine, Texas. Yeah. But that's where I finished out playing baseball. Good times. Nice. Good man. baseball. Nice. Well, you know, playing baseball. So we 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 do miss baseball. We miss baseball this season, you know. And and hopefully they come to a terms and and their deals and stuff. Because I know they're battling between sixty or seventy games or what have you mm-hmm. right now. But uh, you know, you playing baseball and stuff. And and I'm glad you brought that up. You. Not only did you, you like you said, you you had a, you, it was like a vending machine choosing the college that you wanted to go to, but you wanted to go and play baseball, mm-hmm. and you wanted obviously to start, you wanted that position, and, and we all know by listening to Mr. Jace Hammock his story into getting to play football and how it is. So it's not just like you getting to go, let's just say Midland College, you know, thinking that you're a badass, you know, I'm going to start here, this, and go from there. You're bottle, you're battling. You know, probably mm-hmm. five, ten other people just for that position mm-hmm. as well. And I'm sure it was like that in every college that you went to. Oh, yeah. You know? Everybody there is a badass. Yeah. Think, at least you think yourself as a badass. Yeah. So that, that just goes to show you once again, folks, that, you know, it's it's not all flowers and raindrops. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of hard work and, and what you got to do to become and, and, you know, get somewhere in life. It took, you, I mean, you basically have to earn it. Yeah. I mean, like anything in life, you have to go out there, you have to put the time, the effort the the fort, mental fortitude to just go out there and just make sure that you don't give up you know follow your passion follow your heart and uh, that's what Emar eventually did and he found it there so Ross at the historic coconut field yes I mean, this, man dude, what can you tell us field, about that man so it's uh it pretty much hasn't ever aged the only thing that it's um the coach there Bobby Mesker he like I'm talking about this dude came in and just made drastic changes like you're talking about just the earner, right? So he went above and beyond to try to do anything. But the people, the, I guess the Coconut family, I guess the people, the 06 Ranch, mm-hmm. like they control mm-hmm. everything. So he had to do everything in his power just to paint the bleachers. Really? Like they wouldn't let him do anything to the whole field. So he tried to get new netting and they, didn't, they weren't digging it. And then he finally got them to let him paint the bleachers. And that was like a big deal. <laughs> so, but believe it or not, man, and then he finally got to paint the wall. And then now he's, like, just adding more and more, adding cages here, doing little things here and there. But, I mean, you can't really change Coke or not. No. But the coolest thing, so in the coach's office, um, 
they have all the old memorabilia from back when the Yankees used to go to Alpine and play. Because that used to be minor league baseball, right? So the big teams used to go down. And underneath in the coach's office, in their big office, all the minor league, all the memorabilia is in a big case. Everything, dude. It's, it's super cool. I mean, nobody ever sees it unless you play there. But uh, some of the best stuff like baseball history in general yes. are, are there. And it's super cool. And they have pictures of people like on the wall. Like they used to just sit on the wall and watch the game. Yeah. It's super cool, man. It, it is a beautiful field. I know when we got to go and you got to coach there. Uh, and, and I got to go and, and be on the radio and coach that game. And, and it was just cool just to walk around the field and just look at – it's an older field, don't get me wrong, but they're just trying to keep that historic yeah. part of it, but just kind of refurbish it at the same time. But, man, there's so much baseball history there. So many yeah. famous people have played there. I mean, if you're definitely a, a fan of the sport of baseball, I mean, and you live in Texas or you're driving by and you're going to go down the Big Bend area or whatever, I mean, it's definitely worth just trying to just go take a look at it. Yeah. I mean, just the architect, the texture, the, the just literally – that are on the stadium. I mean, it's just they have that 06 yeah, ranch and just, I mean, in the interest. I mean, it's just, I, like you said, coaching and being able to go and play a lot of our playoff games there. I mean, I've definitely been to the coach's office mm-hmm. and seen that. I mean, you just, you're taking it back. Yeah. You're taking it back and you're like, wow, I'm stepping on the same freak. I'm sitting in the same dugout. I don't know how these athletes were able to sit in that dugout because yeah. that dugout is short. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's insane. You had, I swear, like, we have evolved as humans from back when they played. There's no way that, that you know, people right now can, like, imagine yeah. CC Sabathia. Yeah, can you imagine Aaron Judge? Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine Aaron Judge? He's gonna, he started walking down the steps and <laughs> the top of the dugout hits him in the chest. <laughs> uh, it, is a cool style, it is a cool style dugout because I don't know if you guys did it when you coached there. Did they uh, let you guys sit on top of the dugout? They did not. We were high school, remember? So oh, they didn't okay. let the kids. So when I was in now, when I was they, at the Ross, they would let you sit on they top. They do. Everybody, all teams. Yeah. Nobody sat in the dugout. You sat in the dugout because you were pouting because yeah. you got taken out or something like yeah. that. <laughs> oh, dude. And if you sat down there, it's just a sauna. Like, yes. yes. It was just, really yeah. dying, dude. And it's so creepy, right? You have the little baby door. Yeah. <laughs> it's a baby door. It is a real It's not door. a real door. It's a baby door. I'll tell you a story about that in a minute when I was there. It's the funniest thing. So anyways, you go back into the locker room, right? You have like the creepiest restroom in there. Yes. <laughs> anyways, but that's cool that you get to sit on top, right, and watch all the game, and it's like free for all. So you can foul ball, you're on your own, dude. Yeah. You just duck and hold and push a buddy in front of you, which is messed <laughs> up. But uh, the funny, the one of the coolest things is it's probably one of the few fields left around, if not the only field that still has a solid concrete wall. Yeah. There's no padding, cool. and they won't let them put padding. No. No, yeah. it is very solid, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, that's one of the reasons why it was so hot. Oh. Is it really was like no air filtering in and out because of the chain fence? I mean, it was just solid mm-hmm. concrete, and it's and you're right. You hit a ball off of that, the outfield. You got to watch where you're oh, going because yeah, if not, it's a solid wall right there. You know, you're gonna wreck yourself right into there. So. Oh, one of my teammates went for it. Yeah. One night game, dude. Speaking of a night game, that's dude. You're talking about. I played at a bunch of different fields at night, football fields, whatever. Friday night game at Coconut. Dude, under the lights. But there's nothing like it, man. Oh, it's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, my buddy went for it, dude. We were getting, he thought it helped us win the game. But he went, dude, <laughs> head first into the wall. Oh, <laughs> boom. Oh, man. And that was it. Luckily, that was the third out, dude. He just laid out there. <laughs> <laughs> we thought he died, dude. We thought he was out cold. Hey, if you're going to go, that's the way to go. Yeah, you got to go. You cash to win the game. Yes. At least you got the, you got the W. That's you all that matters. Yeah, dude. Let it be known. <laughs> that would be on his tombstone. Just a big old W. Yes. That's it. Just big old W. <laughs> but, yeah, you talk about, you know, the, the dugouts and stuff there cooking off. They are tiny. They are. There's like a sauna. 
they do have a little door to get back, and, mm-hmm. and it's almost like Alice in Wonderland yes, type yeah. to, to yeah. get in. You know, I was like, oh, I didn't know if Chinese people played here because <laughs> it was just so tiny. I just mm-hmm. didn't know, you know. So oh, tell us the story. Oh, that story, right? So we had a guy, right? He's a uh, closer, quotes, because <laughs> uh, closer, what you think of a closer, ninety nine, yeah, 98, stuff like that. So Saul Ross. You get out there who, you know, for the most part, you get who you get. Yeah. Every now and then you'll get, uh, you know, like a gamer. So, like, uh, example, we had a guy transfer from UT Pan Am. Rolls in, throwing 93, 94. Why are you here? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, anyways, our closer, he threw on a day when he's, like, geared up Friday night, 86. 86 miles an hour. <laughs> but he was just so, like, all over the place that everybody, it looked like it was screaming at That's you. him when he's on uh, that rain total. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So, anyway, so he gets, they bring him in one day, and we're playing this team, dude. Um, I can't remember who they are, dude, but this is not your normal D3 team, dude. They come in, and these the whole team, one to nine, can just stroke. And they're just chopping bombs off this cat. And I think he's in for two, two three hitters, I think, and all of them hit bombs. <laughs> So our coach is like, shit, <laughs> this is our closer. Like, we're going to have to bring in, I don't know, who, who else can pitch? Raise your hand. But, you know, so they, they take him out of the game right in that little door you're talking about. Uh-huh. That little door is made of solid, like, oak wood. This is not your rinky-dink door, right? <laughs> yeah. So he kicks the door open and just starts wailing on the door, right? Shatters his knuckles. Like, just breaks his hand <laughs> on the door. Oh, just makes a mini dent on the wood door. Oh. That's it. That's all he makes. He's just haymaker and just shatters his hand. <laughs> and when we look at him, we're like, really? <laughs> you just that, made the that's situation just what you, did. Worse. you just You just got, you know, everybody raked off you, and now you just want to come break your hand. <laughs> now you're done. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, man. And he didn't tell anybody until after the game, so we go in there, and his hand's giant. Oh. Just messed up. And the coach is like, yeah, that helped. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and that's actually pretty cool, too, man. Yeah, everything, once again, was solid at that field. Uh, you ever get a chance to go out there, Al- Alpine, Texas, uh, Coconut Field, man? What a beautiful field that was, oh, yeah. man! So baseball, you got you, you went to college, uh, and when did when did you meet your beautiful wife? I met her uh, my freshman year in college. Freshman year in college. Freshman year in college. And you dated and you traveled, so yeah. you kept up with her. You were a good guy. You, she kept up with me. She not, kept like, up. For some reason, she stayed with me. I don't know why. Well, for that many schools. You're such a beautiful man. Oh, I mean, shit. I would I would probably stay with you, too. Oh, yeah. well, it wasn't like that. Don't, don't get it twisted. Don't let, don't let these guys church it up. <laughs> I got up there to be a big body bands at one point. Just solid cold beer and burritos. <laughs> there was no exercising. There was no exercising. So you met your beautiful wife. Uh, y'all ended up, you know, getting married, and you have you have two beautiful kids, and love your family to death, man. And so, now, you when did you decide to move to Andrews, America? I was doing uh, landscape and alpine, um, trying to make some money, you know, help my parents out, you know, because I was a spoiled ass kid, and they helped me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't playing ball anymore, so my parents said, "Dude, it's yeah, all right, okay, gravy train's over, you know, it's time to work." So. Met this guy, I started doing landscape, and I was at this one house, beautiful home, and I'm doing it, and this guy's like, what are you, you know, like, uh, what are you doing after school? Zip shit, and uh, hopefully coaching, but at that time, that was when they had all the cuts, mm-hmm. all, the, all the teachers were being cut, mm-hmm. unless you had tenure, I mean, you're not sticking around anyway, so I said, I don't know, man, I said, I wanted to coach, but, you know, it's, it's pretty bad right now. He's like, well, you ever thought about the oil field? I said, no, not really. 
He said, well, how about, you know, this, you know, he's like, how about making a hundred thousand dollars a year? I said, well, shit, sign me up. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm in. And uh, he said, all right, man, here's my card and uh, call me when you graduate. All right, cool. You know, so whatever. I kept the card. Um, come to find out, right. I call him. He's like, all right, man, come up here. I went in and this is when I knew it was going to be bad. Right. They sit me down in the, in the interview. It was like, I walked in, I wasn't dressed up or anything. I just went in to talk. And they're like, all right, man, I'll be honest with you. This isn't for everybody. I was like, fuck. <laughs> they're like, it's going to suck for a little bit. He's like, but the money's going to be good. He's like, you're going to have a good living for your family. And they told me up front. So, like, I can't even right. hate on them, you know, but they were not lying, dude. Yeah. Um, so, that's what brought me to Andrews, to Renegade Wireline. Renegade Wireline is where you actually started. Yeah. And, and knowing, you know, the oil filter, it does go up and down as our previous episodes. And we've talked about it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you've done fairly well. You've moved. Uh, to Andrews America, you and your wife, and then y'all started y'all's family. Mm-hmm. And so now we're in a place where you decided to change your whole way of living. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because obviously, just like you mentioned, you were nothing but beer, beans, oh, yeah. bean burritos, and <laughs> hey, let's just get after it and have fun baseball. Mm-hmm. But, and we always know, I've, you know, baseball, you're a pretty healthy kid to begin with and stuff. Um, so what changed your way of thinking as far as like getting into what you're doing now um when i was at tech dude no lie my roommate i've known this guy since i was uh, little i played against him he's from colorado city and just so happened to meet him in lubbock and we're roommates right and he was he was the powerlifting club coach and then our other roommate they they grew up together we're both gc i knew them all and they he, they were both just workout guys all the time right so i came in college baseball i was like decent you know, I had the beer chubby going on and all that, but they were like diehards, right? So I started jumping in with them. I cruise with them a little bit to the gym here and there, do the bro sesh, stuff like that. And uh, I was like, nah, whatever, man. So I guess my sister, right, psychology major, she's like, you were depressed. I was like, no, I wasn't, because I wasn't playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Dude, all I was doing was drinking, yeah. drinking beer, dude, Sunday to Sunday. And I skipped class. I didn't go to school. No, all I do was drink, dude. Wake up, drink, work, drink. Anyway, so... I was getting fat, right? And I didn't think it's anything. So you don't ever think that you're getting out of shape, right? right. Like, I'm still good, right? Right. Dude, my roommate straight up tells me one day, he's like, dude, you are fat. And I was like, what? Just straight up. <laughs> I said, no. I said, like, kiss my ass. I was like, I'm not fat. <laughs> so believe it or not, dude, uh, it's going to sound dirty at first. It's not going to get that far. I was about to take a shower, right? Took my shirt off. Dude, my stomach was hanging over my belt. Below my belt. I was like, what the hell is that? It's like, oh, yeah, screw this. I was like, nope, hell no. So, because uh, I've always been the guy in shape. Yeah. And, dude, I didn't even realize that I became the dude I used to talk shit. Yeah. This is badass. But, anyway, so, um, that mor- that next morning, right, I went to, it's called Body Works, or it used to be in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. And, dude, I would go, I, from that day, no lie, I went at 5 a.m. and I'd go run a mile, two miles, and go back in the evening and work out. From that day, I don't even remember what day it was, but it was in Lubbock. From that day. I never stopped working out every single day. Didn't matter what I did. When I went to Saul Ross, I'd work out. It wasn't hardcore because I was playing baseball. Mm-hmm. But after that, even went back to baseball. Got big again because baseball, you're just drinking and doing whatever, right? Yeah. Then I graduated, got a man in labor, oil field, all that stuff. And I was like, dude, this ain't going to work. This ain't me. And I, would never, I was never in a good mood unless I was exercising. Yeah. So that's when, like, in Lubbock, it went there, and then it just started... I couldn't get it out of my head, right? I always worked out through high school and all that. And when you went to college, you were forced, right? Yeah. And they're like, you have to be here. And, you know, when you're, I guess for the most part, when you're forced to do something, you're like, mm, I don't want to do that. Right. 
And uh, that was my driving force, right? And then my dad, I always hear my dad in my head. He's like, you got a big ass mouth. He's like, so you cannot get fat. He's like, you know how many people are waiting for you to get fat? And I was like, okay. So that's my driving force. My dad always told me, he's like, you talk too much shit. He's like, he's like, so you better stay in shape, boy. So that's my driving force now. And on top of that, I wanted to be, you know, healthy for yeah. my kids and all that. And uh, when I started training, it ended up being my dad. Again, my dad saying, practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. He's like, nobody wants to listen to a trainer who loses their breath tying their shoes. Yeah, yeah. He said, so. That's the truth. He said, if you don't look the part, nobody's going to believe you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of kept me, you know, and it, it worked out perfect, you know, because it yeah. keeps me in shape. And then. Right. And I want to be, a, you know, an example for my kids. True. My kids, my, my children, but also the kids that, you know, baseball kids and stuff like that right. too. So. Right. And, and we'll definitely get into that as, as here in just a bit. Um, so <clears throat> basically starting college, you, you did see yourself. Uh, and it is no lie. When you do get to a certain point in your life, I mean, you, sometimes you, you realize you are depressed and it's sometimes because of weight. I'm not going to lie. I was there one time when I was 376 pounds. And it, that was a frightening for me when I realized I'm less than 25 pounds away to being 400 pounds. And that, that's a really scary thing, you know. I was secretly hoping he'd get there because I wanted to see him my big fat life or whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I could have been in the backdrop, you know, the backdrop. <laughs> that's my friend. You know? <laughs> dude, similar. Y'all remember Danny? Big Danny? Yes. My, my, that's my daughter's godfather. So this cat, dude, same story, except for he was almost a 300. Dude, and I was like, please get to 300. Please get to 300. He's like, why do you want me to get to 300? And I was like, I just want you to get you 300. <laughs> He's like, you're so negative, dude. <laughs> I said, like, you're like 300, you're like 298 pounds and I'm negative? He's like, this is your fault, not mine. Yeah, this didn't happen over one night. Yes, fried burritos. I, like, I made one con- I'm, comment. I'm like, wait, 200. Okay, fried burritos. I'm like, this, but believe, I mean, yeah, believe it or not, dude, like you, you also, you and him, you, like, you were tall guys. So yeah. it's kind of hard to tell, you know, that you guys are, may have been that way. You right. Know? You just look, you're always known as the big guy, but. Without realizing it, with your height, dude, you're you're a tall guy, man, man. You know, I don't know what it is, man. Like you and my buddy Danny, God only makes a few Mexicans that height a year, I think, or something. <laughs> <laughs> because, because Danny's six four, yeah, giant. He's a big and guy. And then I met you. I was like, dude, this is another one. I haven't met one like him in a long time. <laughs> so it, it's been an exciting journey and stuff, and we do definitely uh, working out does relieve a lot of you know stress, and it makes you actually feel a lot better. Which I'm glad that, that I mean, you're doing that. So and it, I mean, it, not only like you don't see too many Hispanics, mm-hmm. Mexicans in the gym. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get now it's growing, mm-hmm. but um, I remember back in the I guess 80s and 90s, you probably didn't see too many Mexicans or Hispanics in the gym. Um, in general, men really don't. I mean, I didn't grow up in a household. Where my dad would go walk or run, mm-hmm. or like I never saw my dad yeah. working out. To this day, he still hasn't worked out. I'm like, Dad, you need to go walk or you need to do something. <laughs> right? And so, like for for a guy like me, you know, I was a toothpick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably weighed 150, 155, soaking wet, no with, braces, with a towel, with a towel, <laughs> uh, <laughs> long hair because we didn't cut it during playoff season. But oh, I mean, when I graduated, I was probably about 155. Yeah. And uh, when I started dating Gladys. I was at 2.30. So, I mean... Just, just beauty, though. 2.30 of beauty. 2.30 of, of dad bod without being a dad. Hey, dude, that's in right now. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's dad so bod. Dad but you know what? You know, when you see your frame and you start going back, you're like, man, my body frame isn't you meant to hold that much weight. Mm-hmm. And you know, working out for me was never, like, 
Never motivation, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I work out, it's because, okay, I've gained weight. i got to bring it down a little. Mm-hmm. got to take care of my blood pressure and stuff like that. But um, I'm pretty sure one of the things with you is not just working out. It's what you eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I do see a lot of that and stuff. And, and he usually tell me what you're eating and stuff. And I'm like, but you drink so much beer. How do you maintain it? But this guy, you got you to gotta understand, guy, this guy, he is, he is a living proof of, of what working hard actually does. And, and, and doing that. So, what was your heaviest weight? Away, oh, I got up to 240. 240. 240. And, and you're 205 now. And you're, yeah. I, I could probably look at you and say, you know what? You, you're probably bigger than what you were. Mm-hmm. But now that's actually turned basically into lean muscles. Yeah. What you want to count for. So, I lost the belly. That's pretty much what happened. I kind of kept, like, my dad's a broad guy. And we've always had broad shoulders. You know, like the barrel style mm-hmm. chest. Um but the dude, the stomach, dude, my inner fat kid, he can't wait to come out. You know what I mean? So like when I know when I'm eating bad, like my stomach just takes off. Yeah. I just know it's going that way. Dude. And I got the long hugs, right? So it's big time. You know, I turn into like that. What's it called? The chimeneas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what the long hugs look like. And then I got the, you know, the stomach that goes and that's immediately what happens to me. Like some people are like their face gets bigger, you know, stuff like that. Like my mind is the... I mean that's definitely me. It's all belly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all belly. Like, I'll be I'll be at home. I take my shirt off or whatever, and, and Gladys is all like, "What did you eat?" <laughs> like she can tell. You straight up. I'm like, how did she know I had bread? <laughs> like she she can tell, and I'm I'm like you. Like so, what advice would you give anybody out there who has that same struggles? Mm-hmm. Like like me like. What can I do? What would what advice would you give to me? It's like okay, I want to lose some belly fat. So my thing would be, man, to anybody wanting to lose weight is um, don't buy into that whole carbs are the devil kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like carbs give you energy, right? And by carbs, everybody always thinks bread, right? Like carbs are only bread. Fruit. Fruit is a carb, yeah. right? Strawberries, you know, anything fruit, right? Um, if My thing is like if you want to lose weight, so eat protein, right? Lean protein. You know what I mean? Like chicken, beef, fish, stuff like that. Everybody always goes to fish. Like, oh, man, i got to eat fish. Dude, eat a steak, eat a hamburger patty. You know what I mean? Like, this is what my wife does, believe it or not, dude. We'll get, we'll get um, like a burger, and she'll just eat the patty, and she'll order everything else, but she'll eat the patty, or maybe like half of, like take one bread off. But the thing is, like that, you gotta balance, man. Like you have to, like everybody thinks, um, I won't eat today, or I'll eat once today, you know, and then I'll start losing weight. And when you do stuff like that, your body panics. Mm. Because it doesn't, so it goes into survival mode. So if you only eat once a day, your body's like, all right, well, I'm just going to eat at noon and that's it. So from that point on, it just holds on to everything you have in your body and it won't let it go. So you can't burn it. So it thinks like, all right, I'm not going to eat again until tomorrow at noon. So survival mode, right? So it holds on to everything and that's what nourishes your body. So people are like, dude, I'm like, I'm not losing weight. Because your body doesn't know when it's going to eat again, so it just so, holds on. So initially, you your body may lose weight, but all of a sudden you're just going to plateau. Yeah, that's you're it. Gonna have a that's it. It's gonna you're going to lose weight just out of like you know just not eating anything, right. nourishing your body. But eventually, long term, your body's just going to hold on to it. You're not going to lose anything. So like yours, like you said, if you want to lose weight, you know what I mean. Everybody calls it portion control, right? So you can portion control what with that stuff, man. I mean, like say if you want a burger, eat a burger. That's fine, you know, but don't eat a burger and burritos and pizza on the same day. You know what I mean? Like if you can map your day out to eat something that you really enjoy. And it took me a while to figure that out. I used to be the same way. Like, dude, I cannot eat bad food. Yeah. Dude. 
and it never sticks. You know what I mean? You binge. Like, yeah. say, if you're eating perfect for a week, and on, on Saturday, you're like, Shh, I'm going to Mexicana, dude. I'm getting... I'm getting pancakes and all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? And then after that, you're like, oh, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to the golf course. I'm going to drink. And then you hit the turn and you eat a hot dog and chips. And by, before you know it, dude, you probably threw down 3,000, you know, 3,000 grams of carbs. <laughs> you know, you, you just literally described my Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm right there with you. Too. I know, right? <laughs> that used to be my Saturday. <laughs> but no, man, just, just try to eat lean, lean protein. You know what I mean? And carbs. If you're going to eat carbs and you want bread... Just leave it to like one slice, yeah. two slices, and then eat fruit. Fruits are carbs, man. That's what gives you energy and then fats. You know, people like cheese and peanut butter. Peanut butter is kind of sketchy. That's like the the little, I don't know, man. People live and die by peanut butter. They're like, oh, my God, I love peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I mean, me personally, I mean, I'll take a scoop and I'm cool. Yeah. But other yeah. people want to sit there and just eat the whole thing. I can't do that. I just, kind of gets to you after a while. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just can't do it. Yeah. You know, you talk a lot about, and I'm glad Joe brought that up and stuff, and what what he could do, and, and you talk about bread. And that's one thing that I did is, is you know, as Hispanic and stuff, man, we love that tortilla. Oh, yeah. We love that bread. And it was so hard. And I literally, literally cut that out of my diet. Uh, was was the bread was the first thing to go, and then my massive sugars, mm-hmm. uh, like the sodas. I very rarely, if I ever have a soda, it may be a, a Coke Zero, and that's, you know, those are even still because it has aspartame and it still got, can be bad for you. But I very, very minimum on that. But my main source of, of drinking, is, of course, is water to clean out your body. Mm-hmm. And you want to do that, of course, yeah. as well. I know. That's um, funny because you work for Coke, too, and you don't yeah, do sodas. Like, that's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, people ask me, you know, well, what are you drinking? I'm like, well, you, they can ask me what, what my – and I'll tell them my favorite drink is the Mexican Coke in the glass bottle. I mean, it's fantastic. But I'm not going to sit there and because I'm a living, breathing, walking uh, – Knowing what my body went through because I did get sick for a long mm-hmm. time, uh, what you know diabetes can do to you, what it, what what happens, and so you know I'm I'm walking entity of that, and so I do limit myself and what I'm doing, what I take in my body now, just because yeah I do want to live longer, I do yeah. have kids and and stuff like that. So, but you know watching you work out and <clears throat> watching you go through your regimen every day and stuff, which is like I said, it just seems like a lot. So. Tell me what a normal day for you is. Let's just kind of go what, what your normal day is as far as your health-wise. You wake up, eat, work out. Tell, tell us what, you're, what you kind of go through. Uh, normally, like, like right now, like I'll, I'll work at the hospital. I'll teach a circuit class that we started with. You know, sometimes we'll do CrossFit stuff. Um, and I try not to eat in the morning because I know I'm, if I'm going to be up that early, I'm going to try to work out that time some days. If I know I'm going to work out that day, I won't eat until after I work out it's just because if I eat I feel super bloated and I don't feel like I can really just push myself and I just feel it you know just in my body so I try not to eat and then when I'm done then I try to get in what I need to get in my calories you know at that point do you take any any supplement stuff I used to man I don't I don't really take it anymore the only thing I take is uh that CBD gummies Mm -hmm. and mainly because it's a really good anti-inflammatory for your joints yeah and um I'm not spokesperson for nothing. I'm not sponsored. It's just, it really helps. Yeah. And uh, it helps me sleep. That's that's really the only supplement I take. Dude, I used to do like proteins and creatines and um, I took an nat- uh, all-natural testosterone booster at one point. It didn't have, it's not the crazy one, you know, that, that's super awesome and like gives you the crazy results. Mm-hmm. But I just took that for a little bit. And then after a while, man, I'm just, they're expensive. It's like crazy yeah. expensive, dude. Yeah. And um, I was like, ah, whatever. So I just drink protein shakes. That's, you know, that's really all I take. And they're just the ones from the store. I don't, 
I don't buy, you know, the supplement brands or anything like that. It's just whatever they sell at Sam's. And um, that's really all I do, man. And I do that right after I work out. And then I try to just try to eat as lean as I can, you know. But I'm not, I don't limit myself to anything, you know. Most of the time, my daughter loves pizza. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, dog, I'm down. <laughs> Let's do it. You know, and, uh, and, but most of the time, it's because throughout the day, I've eaten something pretty pretty lean so like most time in the morning i'll eat i'll make eggs and if we have like if i cook pork chops or steak i'll mix that with it so i'll make eggs in the morning and then i'll eat strawberries and that's my thing and i always eat strawberries like we always have bananas and oranges and all that but i'm just i'll just sit there and munch on strawberries Mm -hmm. so strawberries and eggs and stuff like that and then for lunch i'll just eat just lean meat man and strawberries again and it's boring and i'll do like a scoop of peanut butter and then i'm you know i'm believe it or not that may sound like it's a lot of food and a lot of calories, it's not, that might be like 700 calories in two meals because the strawberries don't have anything. Yeah. And then um, supper, that's when my daughter comes in. She's like, Dad, let's get pizza. Let's do it, dog. I'm down. <laughs> I'm so down. And then, you know, I'll just mug down like a medium pizza by myself from Domino's. <laughs> and then people don't believe me. They're like, dude, what do you eat? You got to like eat super lean, right? I'm like, dude, you, you obviously don't know me or any of my yeah. friends. <laughs> like, dude, I'll eat pizza and burgers and it's so bad, man. But like... I don't do it all the time. You right. Know, like, I try to stay away from burritos until, like, the weekend. Yeah. You know, or, or pizza or something. Like, I try not to, but, you know, I'm not going to keep it. You know, I'm not going to deprive myself of something. Right. You know, because I've noticed I won't stay. You know what I mean? Like, I've tried to keep, like, drinking, for example. But I know nobody's going to believe it or not. Like, um, I, I read an article a couple years ago, and this guy's like, man, I'm, I'm not trying to be healthy or anything. I just want to try to stop drinking just to see if I can do it. And I was like, I'll try it just super stupid and I I always do it the month of my birthday and my wife's like why do you do it the month of my birthday I'm like I don't know because it's like when all the articles come out and I was like it's not a New Year's resolution thing I was just like she's like why don't you wait till February like you know you're going to drink your birthday so I actually just do it like three weeks (laughs) so like the first dude I'm not an alcoholic or anything everybody makes me sound like one I I drink on Fridays and Saturdays but like don't get it twisted I go in on Friday Saturday but um (laughs) I don't, man, my main thing I don't drink during the week is because it ruins my workouts. Mm -hmm. Because when you're hungover, it sucks working out, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can't push yourself and you're just like, anyway, so I try to stop drinking, right? So the first, first three weeks, first week, I'm like, God, dude, maybe I am an alcoholic. (laughs) I'm not shaking or anything. I don't have sweats. It's just like, you just want it really, really bad. (laughs) You're like, dude, a beer sounds so good. And it just so happens when I stop drinking, everybody's like, hey, dude, we're playing golf this weekend. I'm like, no, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, man, that's what it usually just, and the drinking part, you know, involving going back to what we were talking about, like a day for me is like, I have to work out. I can't. Like, even on days, I'm like, man, I'm not working out today. And it just eats at me all day long. I'm like, dude, you, you're just a bum. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't have any illnesses. You're, you know, you're, you're healthy. You're just being a lazy ass. Yeah. And it eats at me all day long. And I'm just sitting on the couch and I'm like. Lazy ass dude, just get yeah. up and do something. And like, eventually, you know, I'll get up and I'll start doing something around the house. And then eventually, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna work out. Yeah. And I'll, you know, finally talk myself into it, you know. But some days when I'm like, just mainly when I'm hungover, I'm like, those are the days I'll give in. I'm like, you know what? I am tired. I'm just gonna hang out. Yeah. I never got today. But majority of the time, man, I have to work out, you know. So you have that, that definitely have to have that self motivation yeah. as well to, to get into it. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you went. And the reason why I asked that, you know, give me, give me your, what you go through through a day is because a lot of us think of getting fit 
and and is like a constant working out four times a day. I gotta eat all the right things three times a day. You gotta keep eating. We always hear you gotta eat a lot throughout the day, but healthy stuff and stuff. And I wanted to give everybody out there a clear focus. As I mean, this guy, he's lean, he's he's sexy, he's he's built like a wall, man. And this is this is real life right here. Oh yeah. He just explained to me real life what he does. He works out. And he, and he eats, for the most part, good. I mean, what he's supposed to eat, he doesn't overindulge in certain things. Just like, well, I'm going to have a hamburger at lunch, and then, oh, then I'm going to eat pizza, and then probably steak fingers later on. It's like you pick one, go with it, minimize yourself, eat right, drink something right, and then go on. And then, But he still enjoys life. Life. Everyday life. That's what it's all about. So... Right there, folks, is, is it's it's a reality check for a lot of the people, you know. And I know everybody's body is different, and you have to find mm-hmm. what actually works for you. And and it's not working out eight hours a day like these bodybuilders and stuff do, and st- unless you want to do yeah. that. But you know, you're healthy. You do what you got to do, and, and but you still enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And so you you anybody can do it. Emar can do it. I can do it. Joe can do it. Anybody can do yeah. it. So. You gotta find something that piques your interest. Yeah. Like not everybody digs the gym, not everybody digs, you know, running marathons and stuff like that. True. Know? So you just gotta find something like like my my wife, she hates listening to me. But she listens just because I make the workout. <laughs> yeah. And like one day I was like, work out with me. And she did, and she's like, I'm not working out with your ass anymore. <laughs> and I didn't do anything. All I did was do my own thing. Yeah. And she's like, I just don't like looking at you. I don't wanna I don't wanna see any of it. <laughs> So married now, life, folks. You know, married so, life. So now she has a friend that she works out with, and she's like, "Hey, what's my workout?" And she's—they're dedicated, man. Like uh, they will. She's like, "Write my workout and get the hell out." Yeah. And that's what she said. Yeah. She's like, "I don't want to see you in here. I don't want to do anything." I, I always wonder where you go because looking across the street, I'm like, I see your wife and your friend out there working. I'm like, "Where's Emar?" You think he would be training them? Yeah. But he's like gone. And then the rest of the day, like they go back in, and then he comes outside. I'm like, "Oh, that's just oh, married yeah, she life." She tells me straight up, "Do not come over here." <laughs> And she says, just make the workout. And she, you know, she cusses me left and right, but <laughs> she does it. You know, she works hard. They both do. And then that's usually how it goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she hates, she doesn't like going to the gym at all. Even before all of this stuff, she didn't like going to the gym because she just, I don't know. She just doesn't like it. That's not her thing. So that's mainly why we had that stuff in the garage. Yeah. It was for me and it worked out perfect during the quarantine. Right. But it was mainly for her to do it, you know? And, yeah. And I try to tell my daughter, dude, my daughter's doesn't care she's funny as hell i'm like hey let's work out she's like no no (laughs) no but you're a living you're 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 walking breathing uh person that knows what it takes to to lose weight and to eat right and stuff like that so you mentioned crossfit and i know that's what you do Mm -hmm. and there a lot of people have different i guess ways of exercising Mm -hmm. and, and just like you stated you have to choose what interests you. You chose CrossFit, and we'll get to that here in a minute. But there's also, uh, you know, weightlifting. There's also uh, cardio, running, swimming. elliptical, yeah. swimming. People can do different things and stuff. What made you choose CrossFit? What, what was it that you saw? Because CrossFit wasn't a thing back in our day. Yeah. We didn't know anything about it. I mean, the closest thing to CrossFit was whenever you watched Rocky movies. Yeah. And you saw him using, you know, the... <laughs> The tire, yes. or running up the mountain. Or, you want to do? Uh, he was lifting up that carriage. Remember? Oh, yeah. carriage. I mean, I remember watching those movies. I'd go outside like, okay, I got some blocks over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take a few cedar blocks and just lift them up. 
Couldn't really do it, but that, I mean, dude, that, that, that was the closest. That would probably right? be really hard to that, do. That would like, be straight up. That might be something you might want to correlate. Get some uh, nice. Dude, you seen the tires in front of my house, dude? Like yes. some people, you know, they're like, "Oh, I could flip that tire." No. You might be able to do it once. Yeah, like, it's if crazy. You do it like four or five times. You're like, "Holy crap!" Okay, maybe this isn't <laughs> as easy as it looks on TV. Yeah. So what made you get into CrossFit? Because like I said, it, it's still kind of a new thing. I mean, it's been around maybe what? I, for me, my opinion, I would think maybe. Five years at the most, probably. Oh, no, it's, been around, it's been around like probably close to like 14, 15 years. Really? But it didn't get explode. like mainstream, like big, big, big until I think like 2000, like 2010. Mm-hmm. Then it started getting, and the reason I say that, that's when I started learning about it. But I like, I heard about it when I was in college in, in uh, 2008. So I, one of my buddy's girlfriend, she's like, Yeah, I do CrossFit. I was like, What the hell is CrossFit? Yeah. yeah. Had no idea, right? So then. I just kept, I kept look, I looked it up that day, and I kept looking into it, looking into it, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, believe it or not, dude, I was one of those guys, you know, like, oh, CrossFit's stupid, you know, what I mean, that's dumb. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm not gonna say the word, but like everybody's like, you know, sissies, oh, yeah. sissies do CrossFit. Yeah. So believe it or not, dude, Danny, big Danny, uh, I was working with him in Midland, and he's like, hey man, you know, I do uh, CrossFit at this church. It's funny, dude. It's called. It was at the time. It's called Corner. I think it's Cornerstone. Cornerstone. Yeah. Cornerstone Church. Fellowship. Yeah. Dude, and it's a. Uh, I just call it like old school Greek mythology style, dude. The pastor was ex army. Like everybody, everybody in that church did CrossFit. Wow. Everybody from the deacons to the everybody, like the the ushers, really? their their everybody's wives. Everybody did CrossFit, right? And the pastor, dude, all army guy, dude, used to wear the, what do they call them, uh, the panty shorts. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he always had U.S. Army on, dude. And he was like, <laughs> he was an old dude, man, yeah. but he was solid, right? And anything push-up, like, he'd wear you out. Do it right. Do it right. Anyway, so Danny took me. He's like, let's go do CrossFit. I was like, that's stupid. Yeah. So finally talked me into it, right? And I did it. And, dude, it was like, now that I look back at it, it was something, like, super simple. I think it was, like, 12 box jumps, like, push-ups and squats like three rounds dude and I was just open mouth breathing yeah like it was bad and this 12 year old was just looking at me and he lapped me <laughs> he lapped me dude and like I was like finishing my last round and he just started a whole nother round dude. and it took everything I had not to push his ass off the box <laughs> I was so mad not, Jesus don't love you <laughs> I was so mad at him dude I was like I want to throw punches and uh anyways man so that was my my first little glimpse into it and I was like man this is pretty cool you know I like it and then I kept going back. So I kept going back. And then they started getting more and more into like, because at the time it was like just circuit training. They had like a little pull-up rig. Mm-hmm. And then I guess they had somebody donate money. Dude, because then they just created a whole gym, like a whole CrossFit style gym. And I was like, oh, sweet. So I started getting into it a little. I wasn't any good at it, but I did it right. And then um, I ended up coming back working in Andrews. And that's when the hospital opened up. And when I started working there as a trainer, I didn't really do it then. I like, you know. I went back into the bodybuilding thing because I was working with Jeremy Pitkin, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, we would kind of, you know, buddy up and do our workouts and stuff like that. And uh, talking about a like a fitness mind, dude, that guy's a beast. Yeah, he is. And, uh, and he used to be real small, by the way, from what I remember back in the day. And and now fuck, he's, dude, he's a he's, pastor now, right? Yeah. Dude, he can choke you out. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I believe it. Jiu-jitsu guy. I believe People it. do not realize it because he's so quiet, dude. He can choke you out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, man, so... That was my first glimpse into it, man. I just chose CrossFit because uh, the more I got into it, I started seeing my body change really fast. Like, because you go to absolute failure at all times, but it's like you. You push yourself as far as you, you your capacity can go to. So I just kept pushing and pushing, and the more you think you get good at it, no. They come out with something else and you suck. 
and like and you keep pushing and pushing you think you're getting good again and they're like no no you suck <laughs> um but it was just that man it's just the competitiveness that's what really drew me to it is because yeah. like you know we were talking about earlier sports yeah i went to college played baseball now i never got into softball you know like men's softball never got into that Golf is fun, but I'm drinking most of the time. <laughs> and that's uh, just, that gets my competitiveness. You know what I mean? It gets my little, it's my little itch. Yeah. And um, you compete. And you compete technically with yourself, but the little group that we have at the hospital now, like Emily Cobble. Yes. Be Emily Falcon. Yes. Dude, beast mode. She is. Beast mode, dude. So Probably I'm always too. like, when I was working there, it'd be me trying to beat her. Try to beat her. Try to beat Emily. Try to beat Emily. Dude, and she's like crazy, insane, good shape. So I was always trying to beat her, and it was vice versa, right? So that's the thing, man, the competitiveness. And yeah. then, like, if you find some friends that you can talk into actually doing it with you, and if they actually like it, then it gets real fun, you know, because then you get to talk shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, but I tell everybody, man, CrossFit's black or white. There's no gray area. You either really love it or you never want to come back again. Yeah. And it sucks, you know, because CrossFit's it's a good community of people and stuff like that, but... The exercise in general, it just pushes people away. You either really love it or you really hate it. Yeah, I mean, I, I can relate to what he's talking about. I've never tried CrossFit, <laughs> but, you know, the few times that I've go to the gym back in the day here in Andrews when I was living here in Andrews and go to the gym, and I just look at that little corner over there, the <laughs> CrossFit people, and you just, I'm over here just, like, struggling to just lift up the, the dumbbells to yeah. do bicep <laughs> curls, and I'm looking over at those CrossFit, and they're just going 100 miles an hour, <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, they're crazy. They are. <laughs> they're crazy. It, it, that is the truth, Joe. You, you mentioned that, and every time I would go out and work on stuff, I see them, and that they are a different community uh yeah good people don't get me wrong um you know i know emily she's worked really hard from where she yeah. was uh from where when i remember when she was uh when she was little we used to call her cheetah i don't even know if you could probably bring that up and she'll probably look at you kind of funny but her name her nickname used to be cheetah and um but crossfit they call it crossfit for you know for a reason mm-hmm. CrossFit, when I see you guys work out, it's not just, like I said, just weightlifting and cardio. Mm-hmm. It's both. Yeah. Is that is that what it would mean, basically, cardio it's, it's, and lifting? Or? It's technically, it's just functional fitness. So the, the basis behind it is they want you to be able to do everyday things, right? So if you bodybuild, if you ask a bodybuilder to go run, he can run. He's, you know, physically capable, but he's going to, you know, wear out. Yeah. Or if you ask a runner, hey, go do heavy squats. They can physically do it, but something's going to go wrong. So uh, involving CrossFit, they just try to bring in everything, man. So it's a mixture of gymnastics. I was speaking of that bodybuilding. They can do pull-ups all day, right? But can they do the muscle, like what the calisthenic guys do? Can you do a muscle up on top? Like Mm. pull your body body weight above the bar or do the Olympic rings? And then same thing involving with the runner. You know, like they have their their set specific things that they do. And then CrossFit kind of brings it all together. So you have cardio, which is long cardio. You have swimming, you have gymnastics, you have Olympic lifting, and they kind of mix it all together, man. I mean, region it's called functional fitness is because they want you to be able to just do anything. Yeah. You know, like so, you know, some some guys that just do like, you know, they drink beer, you know, they kind of eat okay, and they do a lot of bodybuilding, like heavy bodybuilding, and their kids are like, hey, dad, let's go do this five uh, k. No way, dude. No way, I'm not gonna do that mm-hmm. or anything like that, you know, and then like. I mean, it's nothing against bodybuilding. You know, I love bodybuilding. Yeah. Some days when I'm burned out on CrossFit, dude, I'll straight up go bro session up. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like doing curls. I like doing bench, which is very um, odd for the CrossFit world. Yeah. They don't like that. Yeah. 
like the I'll call them like the CrossFit Nazis. Like, <laughs> dude, there's people in the community, man, that are like they think only thing period in the world should be CrossFit, and they're the reason that everybody there's such a like a negative uh, what's it called like a, a negative stigma of mm-hmm. CrossFit. So uh-huh. They're like, dude, only D bags do CrossFit, man. Like, dude, I'm paleo and I'm this yeah. and that, and you have to do CrossFit. That's stupid. Yeah, it's so dumb, dude. Everything has its place. You know, like people who run, like they're they're cardiovascular for their heart, dude. They probably have some of the best hearts, period. Yeah. Bodybuilders, I mean, they can it's insane. They're crazy strong and they're aesthetically they look better than everybody. You know what I mean? The strong man. Yeah. Dude, if you need to move, right, who are you gonna call? Your super strong homie. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna call your marathon runner to right. help you move your furniture. But um that kind of stuff, dude, the whole, then back to it, what CrossFit brings in, it's just functional, dude. They want you to be able to do everything, you know, just be able to do everything with your family, strong enough to help your friends move, you know, yeah. have enough, uh, have enough cardio in your body to where you can go play with your kids outside and not be open mouth breathing. Right. You, know, you can go run around with your kids who have limitless energy, but can't seem to clean the house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know, you, you talk, they want you to do everything and, and that's. Because I see, when I see CrossFit worker working out, I mean, they are, you know, lifting basically their body rate mm-hmm. at a fast, you know, pace to where their their heart is pumping. And so I'm thinking, okay, yeah, weightlifting and cardio mixed together. And it's not just focused on one thing. Mm-hmm. You're doing your arms one, and then the next 30 seconds to a minute, you're doing your legs the next, and it's just kind of a rotate mm-hmm. circuit type stuff. And CrossFit... You really don't need a lot of equipment. I mean, it's just something you can do at your own house, right? Yeah. For the most part. Because, I mean, if you really want to get into it, the only thing that I've really seen is buy a bar. Yeah. Get, you know, get substantial amount of weights to put on each side. Uh, what else would you probably recommend? Just a pull-up bar. A pull-up bar. really it. I mean, you, that's really all you need. Because there's so many workouts out there that you can do with that bar and that pull-up. Mm-hmm. Pull-up bar and your own body weight and, like, a pair of dumbbells. And that's, dude, you can just pretty much create mayhem on yeah. their own yeah you know what i mean so. you even talk about the tire flipping and stuff oh, yeah and, and i mean that's i've tried that i i actually had gotten a tire uh when i was coaching softball and i had the girls you know flip it and hit it and you know i thought it was a pretty reasonable size tire and little did i know that when i put it on that the girls could lift it because the sucker was so heavy oh, yeah. and i was like i don't know what you're talking about so then i went out there and tried it and i could barely do it myself <laughs> you know so then i remember telling my my, my good neighbor here Emar, he's like hey man i got a tire for like, oh yeah bring it over you know i'll take it and sure he, he utilized it and then next thing i know he's he's got a whole tire shop over there <laughs> kids running up and down and stuff and we'll get that to that here in a bit but something as simple as that you can use to work out and like i said uh, well, like you said, CrossFit is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. You either like it or you don't. But you're never going to know unless you try it, which is true. Yeah. I have tried it. I'm going to tell you, I didn't like it. <laughs> you know, I didn't like it at all. But at the time, you know, I was real sick. My body can't handle certain mm-hmm. things. So I have my limitations as well. But you don't know unless you try it and stuff. And, and I see these, CrossFitter, these CrossFitters, they are... They're, they have a very, very strong core. And that's what I think it really focuses yeah, on. And I think core. that's like the basic thing in life in general. Like, I know that my biggest struggle, it would be maybe my, my lower back yeah, or, definitely. you know, obviously my ribs sometimes. I mean, I've, I've popped it twice within a year already. Ooh. My yeah. my ligaments, my cartilage. And Just my eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I know Just that the core is, a 30 pack. You know, the core is the main. Oh, yeah. yeah so, but let me ask you this. 
what would you tell to our listeners out there, you know, to the men or women out there that uh, they just can't find the motivation to go? I mean, I remember me. I was like you. I worked out when I was in high school because of baseball, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden, baseball's gone. <laughs> like, you don't have that anymore. Like, I worked out because I wanted to improve my arm strength. Mm-hmm. I wanted to improve my speed or whatever it was. And so, all of a sudden, life comes in and you start playing golf. You start eating bad because you don't think you're ever... I weigh 155. I never thought I was going to gain weight. Like, my yeah. metabolism is never going to slow down. And before you know it, you graduate in college and you're like, 200? That's not a bad weight. You know, 200, you had a little mass and, you know, people are starting to think, oh, you you kind of cool looking and whatnot. And uh, before you know it, you're 230 you're dating a girl who loves going to the gym. And you're like, okay, I'll go with you to the gym. And you start losing weight, but then you hit a spot and you're just like, man, it's just like you don't have that fire anymore. What advice do you give to men or women out there that just working out, it just always seems like a daily struggle for them? Oh, man, it's it's really hard, man. You have to – the one thing I'll tell anybody is just don't buy into – you have to go to the gym to work out. You know what I mean? Like the one thing I, I – uh, for example, my mom, right? So I've been on my parents forever. Man, man, you got to do something. you got to do something, man, because like believe it or not, man, I – I come from like a family that's always been active, right? Sports one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the reason I go back to that is because I tell my mom, my mom was the old school aerobics dude. My yeah. mom was the old school aerobics teacher. And my dad was the straight up like Arnold era, uh-huh. like the cutoff sweatshirts and the yeah. belts and all that, you <laughs> yeah. know, and the dungeons and uh, <laughs> like that. So like as they got older, my mom's like, I just can't find it, you know, like, and I tell her, I'm like, mom, you don't have to go to the gym. I was like, just go walk. Just go outside and just walk. You do it every day anyway. Yeah. Um, just walk. And that's one thing I try to tell people, you know, like, man, I'm just, I can't find motivation to go to the gym or do anything. I'm like, dude, just walk or just stand up and sit down in a chair at your house or, or something like that. You know, find a motivation. You know what I mean? It, it's hard. People are like, I can't find a motivation. You just have to look at your daily life. You know, maybe your grandparent, you know, if you're like, you try to pick up your grandson or your granddaughter, and you're like, dude, you're like breathing really hard. That can be your motivation. I want to be able to pick up, because uh, believe it or not, that was a pick-in. He had one of his clients, um, an older woman, She that was her goal. She wanted to be able to pick up her grandson oh, wow. and play with her grandson. Dude, wow. no lie, dude, this lady, I think Pitkin got her moving and grooving, dude, picking up uh, like a 20-pound little med ball, dude. When I first saw her, dude, I'm talking struggle bus, dude, like she could barely move. Dude, when Pitkin was done with her, dude, she's just moving it like nothing. Yeah. That was her goal, right? So that's your motivation. It could be your grandkids. You know what I mean? It could be just I want to be able to get in and out of my car without breathing so hard. Or I want to go grocery shopping without having to stop and lean on the basket. Man, I want to be able to just sit down for a couple hours and when I get up, <laughs> my back not hurt. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what it is, man. It just starts slow. I mean, you don't have to. Everybody, everybody tries to come in. Like the, the, what's it called? New Year's resolution. Yeah. That's why. So the funny thing is, right, I never understood this until I started working at a gym. January 1st, right? <laughs> Hundreds of people just dig in. And then January 12th, the gym is empty because that's when the soreness settles in. Yeah. After the two weeks of just getting it, that's when the soreness settles in. They're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. I'm not coming back. So, and everybody thinks you have to like, in your mind, men, men specifically, in your mind, you're like, shh, I'm still in high school, dude. I yeah. can still power clean. I yeah. still, man, dude, I can relate then, to that. And, and I was the same way. And then you can't move. And unless you have that inner fire, you know, that little inner voice telling you that, you know, could be a little bitch and go back. Yeah. You know, you're not going to go back because you're too sore. That is the truth. So yeah. start out, you know, anybody that 
wants to get into it, just start out small, man. Just walk. So I'm right there with you. I remember when you know I was teaching at the time, and I go get the gym, and I'm just like I'm like squatting heavy and mm-hmm. going everything. Next thing I know, I was at school, and I was like I couldn't even walk. <laughs> I was like, all right, kids, today I'm teaching from my desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And everybody does it. You're not the only one, man. Yeah. It, it, that's it's good that you pointed that out as well. You, you know, you, you, your motivation comes with them. Yeah. But you got to find something. If it's not for you, do it for somebody that, yeah. that loves you. Obviously, they want to keep you around a little more. And, and and I like it because you love CrossFit. You're all that hard about it. Mm-hmm. But just like you stated, you're not trying to sell the product. You're yeah. just, hey, I just want you to be healthy. Exactly. If you want to go out and start walking, start walking. Mm-hmm. And then and then once you start walking, focus on what you focus on what you're eating. Yeah. But, you know, my my personal opinion, I would start, hey, let's focus on what you're eating first. Exactly. Don't completely cut it cold because that's 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 tough. Man. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so hard. That man. is tough when you completely just cut cold. And, I mean, it sounds really bad, right? But an age, your age limit is a big factor in it also. Like younger people, I'm going to say from even now, like 50, I still think 50 is young, right? I'll explain to you why here in a minute. But like my dad, my dad's a cancer survivor and they told him, hey, dude, you have to change your diet. Um, or else and you know my dad's like my dad I think he's 62 mm-hmm. 63 I think and he's like whatever I don't care and he's like he tried to change his diet for like a week yeah and after a while he's like I don't give a shit anymore he just started eating tortillas <laughs> again he's like whatever if it's my time to go and yeah. you know that's it's that kind of thing it's their mindset they're like I'm, I'm here right and I'm this age and this is what's gonna happen and yeah. that, that and he they try to you know they try to tell him drastically like stop eating tortillas yeah. stop eating rice and my mom, dude, growing up, dude, my mom can get down. And my mom's a big advocate of your family. Feed your family. Make sure they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, most Mexican moms. Right. You know, make sure you eat. And my mom's like, I'm not going to, I'm not making that shit. You know, I'm not going to make tilapia yeah. and asparagus <laughs> and all that. She's like, I'm like, I'll try it. You know, but I'm not going to spend my whole day doing that. She's yeah. like, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be chicken and rice, carne asada, tortilla, oh, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. She's like, if you don't want to eat that much, don't eat that much. That's what she says. Yeah. She's like, don't put too much on your plate. Shit, dude, she makes a mountain of everything. Right. <laughs> You're like, well, okay. and she makes tortillas, dude, like a assembly line, yeah. like that, and she's just throwing them. <laughs> and, uh, but like that, man. I mean, like you said, you know, just gradually work your way into it. Yeah. You know, and eventually, one thing, the main thing I am gonna tell you: stay away from the damn scale. That is the stupidest thing ever. I mean, I've I've been around so many people, man, that get so discouraged yeah. because. Man, the scale still tells me I haven't done anything. Actually, matter of fact, I've gained weight. But what people don't realize is the little... You have to think of little goals, right? So, like, when you start exercising, um, you're like, man, dude, last month, you know, I couldn't... I couldn't walk to my car and get in and out, you know, without... Now, I'm, I'm in and out, you know, I'm not, it's not that bad. And the thing that's going to happen first, man, before before the scale tells you positive feedback is your, it's going to be your body, your clothes, that's what we try to tell people as we're training, you know, check your clothes, pay attention to what you're wearing. Cause one day you're going to put your shirt on. If you've been exercising and at the scale, you're like, well, nothing's happening. You're going to put a shirt on and be like, oh shit, this is baggy. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, Hey, my pants are a little loose. Yeah. That's a, that's a goal. You know, like you, you made a little win there, you know, and then the scale can still tell you, you know, Hey, if you're 230 and you want to get down to two, 200 and you've been going at it for a month and a half, two months. And it says you're 225. You know, people get discouraged. They're like, well, this isn't working. You know, because the scale, the scales are negative. It tells yeah. you the truth. Yeah. You know, it tells you what you actually weigh, but it doesn't tell you your measurements. You know what I mean? Like, so when we're at the gym, we measure people, we measure your waist, 
you know, men, we measure your chest, women, your thigh, your tricep, stuff like that. And the, the little things, you know, people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. And if, if they would just, you know, people don't know either. Nobody tells you. Nobody tells you anything. You're just like, well, that scale tells me I'm still fat. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it's just the scales are negative. When it's going to be a process. It's going to take time. I mean, yeah, like I said yeah. earlier, you didn't get to 250, <laughs> 300 pounds overnight. Exactly. You know, it took a time. So... You know, Paya, uh, Christine Payares, Coco's wife, she's the one that told me. She, I remember when I was in like this, like, I got to lose weight, I got to lose weight. And I wasn't drinking any Coke or mm-hmm. I was like watching everything. And, and again, when you start doing that, it's, you're going to crash. And uh, I remember we were at Rio Dosa and the golf, when we played our ver- very first out of town golf uh-huh. tournament in Rio Dosa. And we went over there and I was like, well, I'm not touching the Coke. And then she's like, she's like, Joe, you didn't gain all your weight overnight because yeah. you're not going to lose it overnight so like you said you know occasionally you have you save it for the weekends when you drink mm-hmm. your beer or you're going to eat your pizza or whatever mm-hmm. and it's the same thing so I, I figure it's the same thing when you're going to start losing it yeah. it's also a process I mean you're not going to lose it in a you didn't gain it in a, in a week you're not going to lose it in a yeah. week the reason most people don't stick to it man is because we're you know we live in America everything's like right now yeah. you yeah. know what I mean I want yeah. it right now and I'm going to get it right now and then people just don't want to buy in you know what I mean? Yes, and there's so many things you can do now. You know, like, I don't know. I, I've always heard of it. I've never seen it. It's called the mommy makeover. You ever heard of that? It's like they get like a tummy tuck. Oh, yes. okay. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? And that's your instant like that, right? So it's done. And uh, nothing against it. You know, to each his own. Do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Um, but like the, the long process, people think, I guess, they can't afford that stuff. Um, the long process, it, it is hard, man. The, the one person that comes to mind, two people. Matter of fact, Burgundy Rinker. And um, Emily, mm-hmm. Emily Cobble now, uh, Burgundy Rinker. She she now, dude. Uh, so she's you know got her family, everything like that. Now she has her own what's called macro counting company. She they she moved to Lubbock to make that full time. Her and her husband, mm-hmm. and now they started their own thing, moving to San Antonio. So they wow. own their own business now, wow. and she helps people you know do that stuff, count their macros, stuff like that, and help them change. And her dude, straight up, all you have to do is look at her story on Instagram, follow her. She says she was the mom that didn't want to come in. She never wanted to show her body anything, man. And she did CrossFit, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And I'll never forget it. The first day I, I saw her come in, she was like one of the last ones finishing. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go run with her. You know, because I don't like people. Because I, I know what it feels like. You know what I mean? Like, you're the last one. You know, and everybody's sitting here waiting on me. So I went cruised with her, you know. And she tells me all the time. She's like, if you wouldn't have came around with me. I probably would have never come back. And on top of that, dude, then after that, she was in. So, dude, and she did it, I think I think it was a year maybe, a little bit longer than a year, two years maybe. Dude, and, and where she's at now, man, like she's, you know, a drastic change. But it's because she bought in, you know. We continuously told her, Emily, myself, Carrie, Kelly Johnson, you know, we continually told her, uh, you know, don't, don't look at the scale. You know, do the little thing. Yeah. Little things like that. And then Emily, Emily bought in, her and her husband, dude, they bought in big time. Yeah. Man, and they're just, they're um, nothing wrong. They were super strong and in good shape, you know, when they first started. But now, dude, they, they've just drastically had great changes, but out of just dedication, you know what I mean? And they've done the little things, you know, they've seen the little goals, the little things like that, you know, and they, but they bought in. Yeah. You, if, like you said, what I do, you know, I, it sounds funny. Not everybody can do what I do. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, you have to find something for you, man. You know, something that, you know, keeps you motivated and stuff right. like that. If you're a golfer, like you guys, right? golfer um people that don't dig the gym i'm not saying you guys don't dig the gym but walk walk the course yeah walk the front nine ride the back nine and start drinking or something like that (laughs) well you you bring that up and stuff and like joe i i for a long time you know 
once again, I've gotten sick and, and I had the back pain and I've had back pain and it still kills me just because of my age and stuff. But I can tell you now, you know, being on furlough and stuff, I started playing golf and I was playing golf four or five times a week, man. I'm not going to lie. Four or five times a week. I used to do my uh, summers when I was a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was where I, I had to wear a back brace. I literally oh. had to wear a back brace to be out there. Uh, the whole copper fit one and stuff. And one day I, I completely forgot. I, I And I was like, man, I'm not going to make the round. I'm going to make the round. I played the whole round. And, you know, halfway through, I'm like, well, I'm feeling pretty good. And so I played the rest and I got home and then I started doing little things. But I was like, man, I'm, I feel really, really good. What the mm-hmm. heck's going on? Well, I realized I was moving. Mm-hmm. I'd been moving around so much for the past few weeks mm-hmm. and playing golf and twisting and doing what I need to do. My back got stronger. Yeah. And I figured, you know what? That's what the heck I needed to do was even though it hurt, mm-hmm. it did it hurt, but I pushed myself because I love golf. I did something that I love mm-hmm. and just that small movement helped my back out substantially. Yeah. Now, if I don't go play for a week or four days, I'll <laughs> feel it back again, right. you know, and, and that's understandable. So, but yeah, anything that, that, that you find that you love, get after it and go for it, yeah. you know, and just and, get moving. Yeah. You know, that's just all it is. God made us all the same, right? Nobody's born fat. Yes. Right. So you, I say you earn that throughout your life and especially as an adult right so the one thing I like to tell people is so imagine getting a brand new car like the best thing Ferrari right we'll go with that throw it in the garage four five six years don't do anything to it don't change the oil don't change the gas nothing you turn it on it's brand new when you put it in right still just everything's pretty turn it on something's wrong you know what I mean something's gonna be wrong and it doesn't matter how perfect it was when you put it in you just don't do shit for six years just like your body if you don't do anything for six years it's just gonna deteriorate over time yeah something's gonna get worse your back's gonna get worse your body fat's gonna go up your knees are gonna be something right yeah but just like that car if you get somebody come in do an oil change change out the gas do, you know check the engine you know do some things like that just like your body get moving make it move again then you know it'll go back yeah you know it'll get moving you may not be brand new again but at least you're getting, you're getting but you're, you're, you know, you better get off pretty, than what you started. You get pretty damn close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, right now I'm in better shape than I was in high school. Yeah. That sounds really, you know, fake, but it's true. I'm in better shape. There's no way in hell I can do what I do now in high school. Well, you're a handsome man. <laughs> you know? So I think it's weird. <laughs> but I definitely understand it. And just like Joe, you know, he kind of iterated it. it. It takes a little bit. It takes baby steps. It took me baby steps. I love tortillas. That's what I lived on. My grandma all the time, even though my wife was from Mexico. She never learned how to make tortillas, which was probably the best thing that ever happened to me, you know. But now it, it, it was baby steps. I couldn't turn one down. Now I turn away bread like no other. If I go with my friends, no, I'm not going to eat that. I'll just eat something else, you know, whatever. I can do that now. Um, and as the process went on, even when I was drinking water, my body got so used. Because I used to, I can tell you now, I used to drink two and a half gallons of water a day. Ooh, that was a lot. That's one a in the morning, one in the afternoon by night. And don't get me wrong, I was peeing a lot. Mm-hmm. I knew I, I can tell you where every restroom is, even the porter potties between three eighty five and here. And so <laughs> I knew where they were. And but as that progressed within weeks, when I would eat something like just something simple, like an order of fries or a burger or something, my stomach would just hurt, mm-hmm. and it was like man, it just, and it would make me sick because my body had gotten so used to being so clean and filterized, mm-hmm. it does that. So give your body a chance, you know, start small. Because then it, it'll work itself out to just like I told you, I couldn't even eat fries and a burger because my stomach was just turning when I would eat it because of all that grease now, my body wasn't used to it. Yeah. And I had diarrhea, you know, <laughs> plain and simple. That's the way it was. <laughs> so you're doing CrossFit, 
you 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 you've done that for a while. How many years have you done that? Five. Five years. Five years. Uh, Still not good at it. <laughs> you're, you're you're beautiful man. You now you've like I said you're you're one of my neighbors and I love you guys dearly. Y'all across the street. And I guess people notice that you started doing this. Mm-hmm. And so not only are they getting into it, uh, but they're, they're taking their kids in to do it. And you started out with doing what you love, baseball. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know what? I miss baseball so much. Um, I don't know if you were a 500 hitter. I don't know no, if you weren't. Not even close. I know you act <laughs> like you are. But, <laughs> but this guy started, like I said, he started out with, with you know, doing batting practice for you know for kids and and i know he's got a lot of uh, experience in hitting and stuff going to you know the several colleges that he did to play baseball you can bring all of that on board and stuff so you got started with with giving those kids that and then the next thing you know you're doing crossfit for mm-hmm. kids and you have tell us how many you have that out there you have gosh you got like what two three different yeah. sets out I there got like i don't know 12 15 kids something like that yeah and these are all my baseball kids you know like they're all on a team um they want to stay together you know, and then do it together. So that's why I do it at the house, you know, like, and most of the parents, they like it because the kids are all, most of them are on the same team. So they kind of, everybody's kind of moving up together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and that's what, that's why we do it at the house mainly. And that's how they started. You know, some of them are like, Hey man, I see you work out. You know, we take them to different places. Mm-hmm. We're just wondering if you'd be interested. I'm like, yeah, man, sure. Cause already, my kids already know them. Yeah. And then I'd ask the parents after a while, I'd be like, Hey, they're like, man, I just, they make comments like, man, they're just lazy. They're just being at the house, you know, they're yeah. playing video games. I need to get them to do something besides, you know, just hitting. And I was like, well, I got some stuff in the garage, you know, we can do half and half. And it started like that, you know, I'd have one kid and then like the next parent would come like, hey, I heard so-and-so's working out with you. I was like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, you guys want to jump in. So after a while, man, I just have all these kids in my driveway just getting beat down. And sometimes I get worried that a police officer is going to come by and be like, dude, this guy's just backhanded kids. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do a really good job with the kids. And, and I know that that's coming in from, you know, a coach's perspective and, and the love of what you what you love to do, mm-hmm. CrossFit, and you love, and you love baseball. Um, and, and especially getting these kids moving. Nowadays, that's what we want to try to do is get these kids moving because you don't see a lot of it out mm-hmm. there. You don't see kids outside playing anymore yeah. like you used to and yeah, stuff. And that's so. definitely something that I've totally noticed. And now I'm being in Millen and we live in a small little community. I'm starting to see a little bit right now, but man, I just like, it just hit me one day I was driving down the road and I was just like, I don't see kids outside. Yeah. I don't see kids outside. And, uh, you know, I'm a true believer of, you know, an object in motion tends to stay in motion. It reflects to humans also. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. A human that's in motion tends to stay in motion. Yeah. And, you know, so we're, we're creating a society of kids just being inside, watching Netflix, Hulu, I mean, yeah. streaming everything, yeah. YouTube, video games, you know, on their phones. And so, I mean, it, it's amazing what you're doing here in this small town community of just helping kids. You're giving them baseball lessons mm-hmm. and uh, doing cross. Yeah, definitely keeping them on, and working out and stuff. And I, like I said, I see the kids, you know, up and down with the chain going on. And, and, and you're not you're not easy on them. I'm not going to lie. And, and as far as working out, yeah. you're not you're not overbearing or beating them down like you say you are. That's just uh, an expression or a metaphor. But you, you, you train them really well because even like you stated, you even had the kids. If you've never been out to Mustang Bowl or Mustang Stadium, this <laughs> I was laughing and I went back inside laughing and shaking my head. I'm like, Emar sent the kids to run with the tires and the chain pulling it up the slopes <laughs> and <laughs> over there at the stadium. If you've never been the, at the slopes in, in Andrews America, the Mustang uh, Stadium, walking up it is is tiring for me. I mean, yeah. it's it, but imagine running up it, you know, dragging a tire and stuff. So it's a good workout. 
it's good discipline. It's good work ethic. And uh, hopefully, obviously, you're a big firm believer. CrossFit does help out. Yes. Baseball and, and helps everything. Everything, everything that you do. You know, um, and believe it or not, man, these kids, they, if you come by and ever see them out there, they look like they hate it, right? Yeah. I, and I think that too. I'm like, they don't want to be here. But the more I talk to their parents, they're like, they can't wait to come yeah. back. And I'm like, there's no way. I was like, I can tell in their face they're cussing me out without doing <laughs> yeah. it, you know? But uh, <laughs> these kids, like, man, they, they work really hard. And you said, I'm not easy on them. Like, I've never been that way. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a firm believer. Like, everybody's, you're, you have so much in your body, man. You can do so many things in your body that people don't take advantage of. And especially kids and this. You got to talk about kids aren't outside anymore. So that's why I'm not easy on them. There's no need. Yeah. I mean, these kids, like, their body recovers, like, instantly. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're, so, you know, I hate to say it. Some of them have cried, you know, because we pushed them and they can't breathe. You know, you get that feeling, you know, when you're working out or something, you can't breathe. And they get that. But then it goes away. Yeah. You know, and they kind of learn now and they push and push and they push harder and they compete against each other. And they're like, oh, I'm like, how are you guys doing? You know, I always ask them when we're done. I'm like, how yeah. are you feeling? How are you feeling? They're like, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> and then their parents just send me a video. They're not that dead. They're outside on the trampoline. Yeah. You know, an hour later. Yeah. You know, an adult. <laughs> an adult. Yeah. An hour later, you're like just passed out on the couch. <laughs> You know? That is a true. I hear you. I think the other day I heard you. You know, one of the kids. He seemed like he was struggling, and and I could hear you when I was in my garage. And you said, "Hurt? You know, keep going, keep going. It only hurts for a little bit. And folks, it does only hurt for a little bit. And you get over it. And and you know, I remember working out even at that young age and stuff. When I did work out or when I was pushed to, you felt great afterwards. Yeah. You know, I, even now if I do what I need to do and stuff, I feel I don't want to in the midst of it when I'm doing it. I hate it. But then afterwards, man, I feel I feel great, and so it, it's a whole, it's a change of life, uh, mentality, mentally, physically, even emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great thing what you're doing out there, man. For for Andrews America, and keep it doing it for those kids. Keep yourself being healthy and stuff. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 definitely a trip for you in your own life. You're a walking uh, person that knows what it takes to get to where you're at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and right off the bat, too, I know you, you mentioned you mentioned your father mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, you love your dad dearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, being Father's Day week, yeah. you know, we want to wish all those dads out there a happy Father's Day weekend as well. Uh, you're a father. Joe's a father. I'm a father. Uh, we love our kids to death. And so I know your dad was a big motivation to get you where you were at today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you give a big shout out to your father. Yeah. So. Got to give it to mom, too. She'll come over here and slap me. Well, that's right. You know, that's the truth. You know, you, you can't have a dad without the mom because the mom's right there rotating the dad's neck. Oh, that's for sure, you, you know. Mom's, mom's a thug. Dude. Yeah. My mom's like, believe it or not, I always, uh, I didn't believe my mom until she showed me a picture. Yeah. One of the first female officers in La Mesa, Texas. Gun on the side, like, gun holster, dude, military, straight up hat. Dude, I was like, damn. Okay. My bad. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Well, Mr. E. Mark, in the final closings of, of, of our podcast here, we, we like to give uh, the guest uh, just a few minutes or, you know, seconds and, and to give the final thought. So we'll just kind of while you're kind of thinking that, I'm just going to kind of give a conclusion of what you're doing. Uh, e. Mark uh, started out Snyder, home of the Tigers. <laughs> and went to college, uh, tried to find his niche, and, and God tried to lead him and in, in, in to fight, figure out what he needed to do in life. Uh, went and played baseball different places, um, got married to his beautiful wife, moved to, or they moved to Andrews, got married to his beautiful wife, had beautiful kids, uh, and has a strong work ethic, 
figured out he needed to do something for his life, went into CrossFit, started working out. Uh, very beautiful, beastly man. He's got beautiful tattoos. Um, I just want to rub baby oil on his body right now, and, and I can't. So, I mean, you can't. <laughs> so, Emar does CrossFit. He trains also. He does have a, a small circuit type thing that training that he does do at black and gold at uh, Permian General Regional Medical Center here at the Andrews Hospital. Uh, if you're interested in that, hook up, hook, hook up with him. He'll definitely help you out. And he keeps it real, folks. That's, that's the thing here. And that's what I want y'all to realize is, is he's keeping it real. He shows you the real life. He's not focused in on his one product. Hey, you need to eat right. You need, no. Enjoy life. Take baby steps where you can find your motivation, whatever it is. And, and run with it. I mean, if, if I could say one thing about Imar, he's always happy. Uh, whether he's yes. at the gym, golf course, with his family. I mean, he, he calls you. He's, you can always hear the happiness in his voice. Yeah. Imar, before we get to your last few minutes, let our, our listeners out there know where they could reach you. I mean, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. If, they wanna if you got a Twitter. Lessons, if they want to get into that CrossFit. Yeah, or just come uh, Shoot it <clears> out to us. Anything, uh, Instagram, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what it is. I'm going to go look right now. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. Uh, perfectly fine. Instagram, it's... Uh, Emar twelve sixteen. Um, there's a picture of me jumping a rope, looking like I'm having a good time. I probably, look, I'm actually dying. <laughs> uh, I'm at my house most of the time. Uh, if anything, with all my family, you know. Yeah. Uh, if not, if I'm at the gym, it'll be early in the morning. I have five a.m. most of the time. I mean, if you go, if you go, to the, if you go to the gym there at the Black and Gold, you just ask me. You want to talk to Eric Martinez? I'm pretty sure they can get a hold of him. And, yeah. You know, if not, message on our Facebook. We'll get you his information. But uh, most definitely, yeah, definitely get get just get in contact with one of us. Uh, we'll definitely pass you on his information and stuff, and, and he can maybe even give you a whole meal plan. Because not only uh, do you do this, per- but you, you got certified for all this stuff. I, I know there for uh, a while. Training wise, I am. Or I was. I let it roll. Right. But, uh, CrossFit wise, we're certified. Nutrition wise, I'm just off of experience. Just me. And, know, and I don't. I don't like to give that out because I don't know people's yeah. food allergies. Or blood. Right. I give you a basis, an idea. And, and that's where. You, and that's once again keeping it real life. You give you a basis because everybody's body is different. But at the same time, don't just stop eating what you love. You know, eat eat portion control yeah. uh, and then you eat the rest of the things right don't just keep it at a, at a consistent type you know eating the wrong stuff but you know keep it once a week uh, once every two weeks and, and but walk get up yeah. out of here and walk around the house or do go pick weeds bend up and down do something mm-hmm. you know uh, get yourself started so Imar we, we greatly uh, appreciate what you've done and uh, thanks for taking the time out man and coming in here so thanks for having uh, me what would be your final thoughts for our listeners out there um, for me just get moving get moving and uh, don't stop because um, the minute you stop is the minute you know you, everything goes bad that's the one thing I can tell people just keep keep moving that would be that's probably one of the best advice because if you're you know if you're not living you're dying so so get living yep. get moving uh, Emar greatly appreciate it thank you for all you listeners out there uh, all you podcast fanatics the Wibble with a cup of joe we now have a Twitter page. We now have a Twitter page. Yes. And so uh, if you're not on Facebook linked up to us, so definitely get out. Uh, Joe, here, what, what, what's our – well, give us our Twitter our Twitter name. Well, you can find us, you know, search Webble with a cup of Joe, or you can find us at Webble and Joe. Can't believe that name was not taken. We didn't even have to add any numbers to really? it. Really? That's wow. impressive. It's just at Webble and Joe. Um, of course, find us on Facebook. Webble with a cup of Joe. Find us on Instagram. Webble with a cup of Joe. And guys, don't forget we're on we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on uh, 
Pocket Cast, Brick, Breaker, Radio Public, anywhere you can listen to a podcast. We're on Google Podcasts. Don't forget to like our Facebook, like our Instagram, uh, follow us on Twitter, like and subscribe to our, if you're an Apple Podcast subscriber, man, just click on there, subscribe. Um, and anytime a new podcast comes out, you will get a notification on there. Guys, we're asking you, go out there, like our page, share our page, let it be known. We're from Andrews, America, small town. Andrews, America. I mean, mm-hmm. at least help us get big in Andrews. Yeah, that's all we want, guys. Just to, we're, we're, at, we're real life. We're raw. Uh, raw podcast, just trying to get out uh, just the messages here in, in Andrews, I mean, America. we had our first, we had our first uh, what is it? Review on Apple Podcasts. It's from J Squared. I have no idea who this man is. I just happened to come across the podcast page to see what's going on up there. And we got a first review. It says, we need more content that's transparent like this. Several guys talking about the culture and changing values. Seriously important stuff. It's the American dream. And that's true. Small town America is all about the American dream. And Snyder, Texas is a small town. (laughs) Moves over to another small town. Beautiful yeah. small town. Beautiful small beautiful town, and, of course. and like with the, <coughs> can't be more beautiful. Andrews America with a beautiful man right here. Just <laughs> I, and I don't even know why he has a shirt off right now, flexing. It's kind of crazy. So, uh, but thanks once again, Webel, with a cup of Joe. Like us on our pages. And remember, folks. Till next time, just get up and move. Get up and move, folks. Mm-hmm.